try this again. Okay, now it's up to ten. Peas and carrots. Peas and carrots. Peas and carrots. Wally Zerbiak. Wally Zerbiak. In the fourth. Barry Bonds. Peas and carrots. Schindler's List. Mashed potatoes. Here comes that tugboat. All right, coming in, we got this will be our fourth and hopefully start of many more of the tech centric uh, podcast. Uh, tech centric because we're going to talk a lot about uh, Mavs, we're going to talk a lot about Rangers, and hopefully about cows when they come around and actually start fielding a team. Um, Look out. <laughs> as always, to my right, we got Dandy David Colby, one of our favorites. We got uh, Mr. Yeti, and we have D. Hello. <laughs> and we're going to talk about it's the opening baseball opening of the baseball season today for the uh, Texas Rangers. The game was uh, lost by the Rangers, but definitely not without um, something to chat about. Um, What's the final score? What you end up with? The final score was fourteen ten. Um, early on, we had Bob Shepherds. Uh, Bob Shepard. Tanner Shepherds. Bob no, Shepherds. Bob. Bob is uh, is a uh, an acronym for base on balls. Uh, oh. <laughs> I think he had four in an inning. Yeah, uh, he was good for the locks. So, yeah, today. <laughs> so so in this, he goes one two three in the first inning, which everyone gets excited because you know you feel you feel those jitters are going to come out um, and uh, hit you pretty hard. And in the second inning, the jitters show up in a big way. He loads the bases, uh, throws 48 pitches. After he loads the bases, um, after they're down uh, 2-0, he throws uh, Jimmy Rollins a gumball, and uh, <laughs> Jimmy Rollins was uh, happy happy to chew on it. Smashed it right And that ball. was right on the home run porch to, to put us down 6-0. Right and, down the jet stream. And uh, a lot of kids are crying. And uh, what did you think when you saw that on the scoreboard, Darius? I don't know if, if our other half right now... Um, our the fifth part of our um, uh, quintuplet is eating dinner. So work it, baby. <laughs> work it. Uh, yeah, on Shepherds. I mean, frankly, I wasn't really surprised. I was surprised it didn't happen in the first inning because um, he has been a setup man for the Rangers for a year now, and he's got a lot of confidence, a lot of swagger, and all that bullshit. But when it comes down to like clutch situations, he usually collapses. And the spring training, the spring training start he had against the Astros. Um, and by the way, it wasn't even the Astros' starting squad; it was their split squad. On Saturday was atrocious. Um, Which that was, I mean, that was a particularly. I would say I know uh, the Kings are still being worked out, and whatever uh, rosters are still being rounded. However you want to say it, but uh, that was a bad four game stretch for the Rangers. Before that, I mean, no, really, it was terrible. Uh, yeah. Just kidding. Just completely annihilated and, and didn't even show up for those at the Astros. The good series. thing, the good thing that came out of those games, I would say, would be the all the bench hitters that we got, Jim Adutzi, and uh, what's that kid's name? The he looks like that little elf from um, fucking. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like that little elf from Adventure Time. I like to smack butts. Anyways, yeah, the, dude, the, what the butt spanking goblins or whatever they're called. Anyways, yeah, he looks like him. Anyways, yeah, but, uh, you know, so Shepard's got seven earned runs, but he actually had eight when he was on the mound, and uh, the eighth one got attributed to Elvis on an error, which he bobbled. And that was terrible. That was you know, Shepard's is bad, mm-hmm. but Figueroa, on his first major league game, got um, he got a double from a pinch hitter that got put on there. Then Ogando walked two, and then he got a hit on it before he got pulled. And nobody pitched well. Nobody did. In the Rangers game. There well, was not and, a single not even Cliff Lee did. And no. and so when I see Cliff Lee, you know, when when I when I think, okay, we got Cliff Lee, and now we're gonna have to, to try and um, you know build this this lead back up or uh, take some down, chip away at some of this lead. We got we got Beltre and Rios come out and um, really just kill it in the middle of the order and mm-hmm. get us right back in it. I. It, so Beltre, we lo- Rios, and Martin. And Martin. And Mar- Martin's my boy, though. It, 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 Martin, that guy has got a laser for an arm. That was laser what for an arm. He's going to be good for a single a game, and I would put him down for doubles and home runs. I wouldn't be surprised if he hits 30 this year. 
Homeless. Well, then this string, this string bean comes in with the bases loaded for, um, and he's the supposed is is uh, filling in for Profar because he's injured, and I'm I'm not. I'm, that's the that's the elf dude. Wilson. Wilson, And yes. I, I'm skeptical, and he hits this just rocket that doesn't even move off the ground that hits the back the back wall and takes in uh, three runs. So it's like, it's a three-run double. His first at bat with the Rangers in yep. the regular season, which is completely exciting. And this kid, I think he went, I, I, I want to say he went three for four today and really had mm-hmm. a, a great outing. And this kid... I'm I'm excited to see what he can actually do. I mean, with the the hit hitting we have with Prince Beltre and Roy uh, Rios in that middle is going to kill. I think it's going to kill everybody all year. Um, that might be the best three in baseball right now, <sighs> where we're standing at. If Manny Machado gets healthy, then I would say Chris Davis, Manny Machado. Well, how often? Davis, I mean, they tattooed Cliff, uh, Cliff Lee in the third. How often do you actually look at? They actually picked up the phone to the bullpen yeah, yeah. in the third on the Cliff third, Lee. Yeah. Now, that doesn't happen often, but if you look at the stats, Cliff Lee has a 5.07 ERA in Rangers' ballpark, and that's combined when he was on Texas and when he was on on the Phillies before. So maybe so there's he's, some... He's 6-for-5 some... six, six wins in Rangers' ballpark. And again, combined stats of the Rangers, 94 innings total. Um, and he had eight earned runs, which he hasn't had in over three years in his career, or lately. So, I mean, he's... You know, it's Rangers ballpark. It, it eats up pitchers. It, it certainly does. does. It Cliff, certainly you does. can be Cliff Lee all you want. You can be Justin Verlander. You can be Felix Hernandez. Welcome to Texas. Mm-hmm. This is how it goes. The three five ERA is the best thing you can shoot for, unless you're a Darvish, right? Well, yeah. Well, I think they talk more about um, meteorology in this game than they did about Cliff <laughs> Lee. I mean, all I, all I ever heard about was the jet stream. If you get it up in the jet stream, they're looking at flags. They're looking at everything. It's watching how this ball flies. I know it. It'll just fly out of there in the ballpark. Yep. Um, so, um, Shepherds gives up a has to pitch a whopping forty eight pitches yeah. in the second. So he, I mean, even if he's going to pitch a, you know, someone that's going to come out and pitch a complete game or even make it into the seventh inning, I don't like Shepherds. He just ate. I mean, eight forty eight pitches up. That's, I, that's I atrocious. I don't like Shepherds because he's he's a fireballer who doesn't have many tricks. And last season when he came out and he was striking guys out because he throws so fast and he throws hard. And all he has to do is throw it down the middle, and most of the times they're not going to catch up to it. He was he was saying on camera, I'm going to be a starter next year. I'm going to be a starter next year. Now, he sure as hell got the job, but in every clutch situation that he's done since he came out with those words, he hasn't performed on. And, you know, and also the guy got in a bar fight in Cleveland. I don't know if you guys have you heard <laughs> no, about this. Him and Joe Nathan went out for some drinks uh, after the game, and they tried to cover up the news story and said that uh, he got he got mugged. And it came out later that he there were some Cleveland fans who saw him after the game, and they were cussing at him across the bar, and he stood up with all of his swagger. And then, you know, anyways, he had to miss two starts because he got punched right in his fucking mouth. <laughs> and he couldn't hold his jaw together, and so he couldn't pitch for two days. I don't like, I don't like Tanner Shepherds. I, I really don't. And, and like, if you're going to have that kind of attitude, then you better pitch. But you, if you're not pitching, then you can't have that attitude. That's just how I feel about it. But anyways. So, well, the Rangers even it up. Yeah. Actually take the lead. That's seven. right, yeah, 7-6 to six with uh, Alex Rios' three-run homer. Oh, and Alex Rios, that's another thing we want to talk about. This guy can field, he can run, he can hit. I, I don't know what he can't do. I think with any team would, would love to have him... Um, lead off. Lead off in any, just anywhere yeah. in your order. It, it, the guy seems to just know and uh, live and breathe baseball and has the body for it. I saw him make a grab today. I can't remember. I think it may have been the fourth inning. It was this running, like, you know, eagle grab where he just literally flapped his wings and went about, you know, eight feet off the turf and just snagged that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and only he really could have made that grab. I mean, he's 6'5", and what's that? I can't remember what Busby's, Jim Busby said, but he was like, uh, you know, his arm's like 5'5". Five five. And yeah. he, he has some, he, not only... A, these these long strides that seem to take him anywhere he wants to go, but this just reach. Mm-hmm. No, he's great, and uh, you know he's a long, skinny guy. He he. If it wasn't for uh, Oakland's right fielder uh, Josh Reddick, I would say Gold Glove every year for that position, guaranteed. He's that good, and you know at the same time he's worth eighteen home runs. He's he's worth close to seventy five to one hundred RBIs every year. Um, he if it wasn't for Ian Kinsler and now Shinsu Chu, he would be lead off for Rangers, no doubt. But uh, uh, Arinci, uh, Arinci Bia, 
really well that's a good one isn't it Aaron Sebia JP Aaron Sebia recently I worked that in from uh, Aaron Blue Jays. Sebia that guy's got some he's really got some legs <laughs> don't don't get impressed by Aaron Sebia though the guy sucks I only I mean, am I'm impressed sorry. by by he's terrible is flat out speed and like yeah as far the Rangers have always been and before Wash um they have always been a um a base running team mm-hmm. that really loved to like push, you know, push the, the singles, the uh, doubles, the doubles, the triple, the triple. Push it and, de- yeah. and, de- and 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 he can always work. I think in that system, uh, mm-hmm. a guy with those kind of legs in a pinch run situation, in a um, we need a guy on base situation. I think he can always work in that situation. So that's interesting. I know you want to say, and you're probably right. He's he's middle of the night, lower than middle of the road at probably every other um, skill you can um, exhibit on the. Uh, baseball field yeah yeah he he had a i actually noted him down here because he had an especially weird day for him he only had 18 walks last season he actually had a really patient um at bat where he eight pitches he actually drew a walk which was weird and then after he did that and loaded up the bases on his next at bat he actually screamed a double right into the corner almost hit a home run and then usually with the with Toronto, he was just swinging when you get it and hacked at it, and then that was it. And then <laughs> he does know. hack at it. That's, yeah. that, that's a good way to put it. I, I thought that I actually the the same verb came to mind when I saw him uh, at bat. We'll see a lot more of that this season, to be to be sure. But but for his first showing, welcome. So well, and you know what really excited me about that second inning uh, and the third inning was um, there's just some. Good, I think there's not all. But half of the, the order is going to be, I think they're really patient hitters. And I think mm-hmm. patient hitting is what get, uh, wins baseball games, especially late. Because you want to get those pitch, pitchers to, um, especially a starter, to throw as many pitches as he can. Yep. And not only that. Uh, you got to dig in that bullpen. Fr- hey, frustrate him and, and get a walk when you can. Walk's not a bad thing. I mean, ask David Murphy. He's been his whole life being a patient hitter, and he really did some good things for mm-hmm. us. Yeah, and speaking of Texas Rangers history, um, Michael Young was in the ballpark today. I saw that. Former Philly. I, I cried and a little bit. Yes. I know. He said he did, too. Yeah. <laughs> he, was, I, he was actually awarded a game ball and a standing ovation. Oh, man. I yeah. know. It was a pretty I'm special gonna, moment. I'm going to cry right in the podcast. I, I, he's one of he those guys. Yeah. He's one of those guys, if you, you know, maybe in 20, we, right now we have the benefit of time for, like, um, you know, the reverence that's that's paid for uh and of course, Nolan Ryan is a, a Texan, but Mike Young, man, I you know I think there's a lot of people in that Metroplex that really hold a candle to me. For Michael Young, to me, Mike Young is Mr. Ranger. I agree with it forever and ever. I, I mean, not ever. There will be some other guy, I'm sure, by the time I die. But you know, whatever. He's in a Plus special. Like he's 30. in a couple special clubs too, uh, as far mm-hmm. as stats. Um, so. He was a poor man's jeter. He was a poor yeah. man's jeter. I, mean, I like that. You know, but he was also a jeter when there was no team around him, and there's something to say about that. He's also played all over the baseball field too, mm-hmm. and which is, is something you can never discount. So the one thing I wanted to say was that uh, later in the game, Mitch Moreland, who I loathe, <clears throat> but a lot of people like, I don't, I don't really know why. I don't know why he gets a pass. But uh, he got subbed in for Michael Choice after going over three, and Michael Choice came out and did what he does, and he hit a single and drove two runs in, and everything was good to go. Michael Choice is young, and and Wash is all about everybody getting their development in, in lower in, in the in the in the lower leagues. But I say, put Choice in ten games from now, ditch Moreland, get him ready for the trade deadline, get us a pitcher. Mm. We don't need Moreland. We need Choice in the DH spot. A pitcher, a pitcher at what part of the order? Anywhere. We've got no we've got one pitcher right now. Mar, we have Martin Perez. That's all we have. I agree with that. We've got Tanner Shepherds, Robbie Ross, and uh J- Joe Saunders that we just got from Seattle who's terrible and I can't even remember who's in the fifth spot at this point. We we, we get a pitcher we've at got a trade short. deadline, get rid of Mitch Moreland. He's dead weight, he's terrible. We got bench bats that can do anything that he could do all season. And he's in the DH spot, which is just he's obviously a trade chip. He's obviously a trade chip. But, we, we, yeah, we've got yeah. to shore it up at some point, um, and I, I don't know if 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 anything is exhibited on, on opening day that we can take away from it. I, I know that you know um, there's going to be not only j- um, jitters, but like uh, something has to be done. I think 
definitely um, there's, there's no time to, to jump ship, but there's time to like figure out something's got to be done in the, in the uh, bullpen. Well, something. we know we know that we'll have Derek Holland, who's always consistent. We know that mm-hmm. we'll have Martin Perez, and we'll know we'll have you Darvish. We've got three consistent starters. What we don't have is we don't have confirmation from Matt Harrison or Colby Lewis that they're going to be anything but old, broken men, which is what they are. Um, I hate to say that. I love the, the, guys, reliever but... spot, the reliever spot is what scares me the most. It's, it, it really does. Because it just, to me, it looks like a vast hole. Uh, we, have, we have one of the better bullpens in the league. I mean, we did get rid of Joe Nathan, which sucks. But, I mean, Tanner Shepard's... Um, Joaquin Soria in closing. He did that for Kansas City Royals for two years, and he was lights out, AL Central player of the year, yada, yada, yada. And he was great in the middle of the order last year. He was great. But um, anyways, um, at the expense of ranting, do you mind if I move on past the Rangers real quick? Uh, certainly. Well, we got, okay. Uh, if you have more to say, go ahead. No, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. I... I I think it's 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 worth talking about tonight. About I know we have a uh, I got a big circle here, big star around the Spurs, and I know they may have just finished their game up. This would be what seventeen in a row. So they won by twenty six. Eighteen in a row. Eighteen in a row. Eighteen twenty six. Held them to eighteen in the fourth. Wow! And this was against the quote unquote mighty Pacers. I don't know how anybody can be that mighty against a Western Conference where they're... They've lost three in a row now, and now they're back to second seed in the Eastern Conference. But not a bad team by any stretch of the imagination. Not a bad team. Still and the Spurs still <laughs> made them look silly. Um, I'm sorry, did you have something you wanted to add? Derek? No, no, no. Okay. Go ahead. So, so the Spurs, um, we discussed uh, before starting that no one is playing over 30 minutes. No one's averaging <laughs> over 30 minutes yet, right? Wow. And, it's, and, and this is a testament. I think we've talked about this before, and... Um, I don't know if you guys want to expand on it. This is a testament to not only the way Pop works, but I think their front office works in, in bringing and in, um, using their uh, quote-unquote puzzle pieces to put together quite a, a pretty picture. What do you guys think about that? Uh, this is nothing new. He's been doing it for a long time. I, now. It's, yeah, nothing it's nothing new. Absolutely, it's something. I think it's something there. to be to be um, infinitely revered and um, globally revered. And I mean globally around professional sports, um, <clears throat> because that's what does it. That's and that's what makes your team good for a he long time. He knows it's an eighty-game season. He was making comments around Popovich was making comments around mid-season that they weren't even practicing anymore. Like well, with the older guys, they have they know what to do every single night. So. Well, they have been doing it together for a long right. time, a, a really long time. I mean, uh, we don't have a stat guy, so I can't tell you how many. If you could get the collective games that uh, Genobe and uh, Parker the and Duncan have played uh, together, that's a, question. that's a really good question. I don't know if that stat is going to be easily, easy, easily found. Um, and probably the last people to do it were maybe the Chicago Bulls, and we all know how that ended up. Or the Spurs. I mean, the uh, Jazz, maybe. Maybe the Jazz. And, and they were quite successful. So the Spurs keep rolling, and we what, is, what does it look like down the schedule for them? Do we see them at all going um, – go, any hiccups left before cruising into the playoffs? Because they, they're they obviously might not it. win or lose they're, again. They have the, – The <clears> only <throat> hiccup is that they're going to lock up the first seed with probably three games to go, and then they may just play – backups the rest of the season. They have some a lot of Western Conference games left. Golden State, Oklahoma City, Memphis, Dallas, Phoenix, Houston, uh, L.A. That doesn't really mean much, but Mm-mm. they have some it's competitive weird. Da- It's so games. weird to think that it doesn't mean. You see that, that and a lot of from the schedule. Left. I don't think anyone has anyone gotten <coughs> used to that being on a schedule and being like, that's not a really important game because it's really not. The Clippers are a more important game. That's Absolutely. really ironic at this point. But Top three teams in the league right now. Well, the Lakers just beat the Suns. Well, that, well, that's that still good. still meaningful mm-hmm. for um, us, definitely. But the the Spurs, the, none of those games are meaningful for the Spurs. They're going to win. For the Spurs at, this point. At, at worst, they're going to win probably eighty percent of those games, um, and then they're going to sit once they lock up the first seed and play Matt Bonner um, as the best player on the court, and probably it, still win a game <clears> or two with <throat> that lineup. It so means something is, for Memphis, Dallas, and Phoenix, which they all play, and they are all fighting for the eighth, seventh, and eighth spots. So. Unfortunately for Dallas, Phoenix is last in that lineup. Um, they're, they're they're most likely to get rested starters. So, what are the odds now with Dallas um, staying in the eighth seed? 
It's day by day. It changes so every it's, day. It's, it's so, the, so it's going to go down to the last day. The, 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 the remaining schedule for the Mavericks uh, <clears throat> is Golden State, LA Clippers, LA Lakers. Golden State. Golden State. Lakers, which, Lakers are okay. Um, Sacramento Kings, Utah Jazz. So that's it. That's a stretch of three games in a row. The Mavericks. Spurs. Lakers, Kings, Jazz. Then they finish up with the Spurs. They're going to lose that game. Uh, the Suns and the Grizzlies. And the Suns and the Grizzlies, last two games of the seasons. Those three teams are going to be fighting for the eight seed. One of, one of yeah, those yeah. one of those three teams is not going to make the playoffs, um, and it's going to come down to if the Mavs can beat the Suns and the Grizzlies. But they're very likely looking at being on the outside looking in, just because they've got two games they're probably going to lose against Golden State and LA. A game they're almost certainly going to lose against San Antonio. Uh, that's three losses out of their last nine games. Of the three teams San Antonio yikes. plays, yeah. uh, Mavs, Memphis, and Phoenix, who are fighting for the last spot, we're the only home game. So Dallas has that opportunity. If we can take that, that's a full game we'd get on them. It's such a great, um, and it has been, I think it has been, um, it, historically, uh, that history's not a very long one. I don't remember exactly when AA, um, the American Airlines, um, arena open or center. God, I always get them confused. Yeah. Um, but the Mavs, where the Mavs play, excuse me, in Victory Park, it's been historically, I mean, I don't know how the rest of the NBA looks at it, like coming in, but it seems like a real. Welcome in. <laughs> it seems like a really, it seems like a really tough put to, uh, place to play. Um, and historically, it has been for the Mavs. Uh, just. Uh, the place for some good home cooking, and I don't know what's that look like. What's that look like right now? I, I haven't looked at their home record in a while, and like, is that something that we can actually count on to be something in our corner as far as? Because I know we had eight in a row, and we still got a couple. I think we have more definitely at home. Um, I'm not sure what the record is, but I bet Yeti can tell us in just a minute. <laughs> but. Right now, I don't think it really matters home or away. When you're playing teams that are fighting for their lives, it doesn't matter if you're playing at home or not. The Sun, we're playing the Suns at home. I still wouldn't count on that being a win just because we're at home. Uh, it's, it's, I don't think it's like that with the Mavs at their level. They're not a team that can come out and just dominate any elite team it's in the Western true. Conference. They're, they're shooters. I mean, they're streaky um, teams, so it's, when they're it, falling, it, they're falling. Yeah, they, 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 they win more at home than they do away, just like every team in the NBA, mm-hmm. except for the, the 76ers, um, who, who don't win anywhere. <laughs> We've played um, the last seven games at home and won four of those. Yeah. And these weren't against the best teams in the league. The best two teams, OKC and Brooklyn. So well, that the, doesn't really... Brooklyn mean, is the best team in the Eastern Conference since... That's the, what I've heard since, since January first. Recently, I don't. They they have the best 13... they have the best record in the in the Eastern home. Conference since January first. Um, that I mean yeah. this that's a pretty big sample size at this point. They've got they've, the, they've got the talent to compete with anybody. They've got the talent to compete with anybody in the Eastern Conference. I think except Miami and they don't Indiana. have the coaching. They don't have the depth. They're they're on the a good they got Jason right Kidd. I don't know if you saw him throw a drink on the floor. I saw that. I, I mean, thought, <laughs> I thought that was brilliant. But it wasn't innovative, which we haven't actually said what everyone's drinking tonight. Can, uh, oh, okay. What is everyone so, drinking tonight? So I've already spilled the beans. I'm drinking hams. The, uh, <laughs> the uh, unofficial, official, official, unofficial uh, sponsor of the Big Four podcast. Mm-hmm. Hams. <laughs> and since ah. hams. Since we are so (laughs) (laughs) since we are so tech centric here, I am drinking Lone Star, National (laughs) Beer of Texas, and also the official sponsor of True Detective, the worst show on television. (laughs) You're still on that one. No, I am. It is the worst show. I'll see you next podcast. Okay, I'll see you. We talk about it right now. No, we can't talk about True Detective right now. We talk about True Detective. That's what you're gonna say. That's what you're gonna say. We can't talk about it. We need to go off camera. That is the worst show. What? 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 That shit is worse than Dexter. <laughs> well, is... While these guys stare at each other, I'm drinking Uinta Wild. Uinta. Wow. With a Ex- Y. Extra pale ale. Wild with a Y. You... It's wild. As would wild they... as you can get in Salt Lake City. Do you think that they would sponsor this podcast? I don't think they would. They have a chance. Uh, you think you know, Hams would? I mean, Hams are definitely. Hams, right. Hams already has. I call them. They got, a, they got a hotline, I'm sure. I called it the other day. <laughs> hey guys, we're I on the look, internet and we're saying your name a lot. Will you pay? I went a little blind in one eye after drinking a lot of hams and I, I gave them a call. They, they gave me everything I needed to work it out. 
Do they send you a coupon for two dollars off your next purchase of hams at a Seven Eleven grocery store? No, <laughs> no. What they did, they told me to take a couple of sweet and low packets and uh, chew those up and uh, sleep on my left side. <laughs> Clear it right up. <laughs> All right. So what are we gonna come back? We gotta talk about Michigan soon. I think right? we'll come back and talk. We'll come back and talk about Michigan. Right. We gotta talk about right. basketball. So on three, we're all gonna see break. <laughs> you know, you don't do that. You gotta do ready break. I don't know if you've ever played before. Uh, or seen well, I've ready for baseball frames. They don't break. Baseball Wait, no, uh, you guys. Yeah. That's not a small set. Yeah. <laughs> Cap, we are tech-centric, talkative, and mostly inebriated. Hands <laughs> Beer is our sponsor, as well as the uh, the National Beer of Texas, Lone Star. Um, we had me and Darius had a little chat when we were off um, mic, and uh, apparently, True Detective, True Detective, True Detective is a great show. It's a great Everybody show. Agreed. Everybody, Everybody agreed. Everybody agreed. That was a consensus. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, we'll are see. Are we it. putting this off to the next podcast? We are putting this off to the next podcast. All right, well, I'll, I'll hit you up next time. Okay. We'll, 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 we'll both form a, a thesis and we'll, we'll argue. Oh, I guess you won. Don't worry. Okie doke. So, um, <laughs> coming back, we were talking about base, uh, basketball before we left, the Mavs. Basketball. And basketball. And the Mavs and. Sister Jenny Squeak. Sadly. <laughs> sadly, yesterday, March 30th, year of our Lord, 2014. Michigan was ousted out for the second year in a row, getting close and sniffing a national champion. How are you feeling about Aaron Harrison today? I don't really don't care about that guy. He, he doesn't he doesn't affect me. Um, I thought you were a Michigan football fan. Um, I'm a fan of the university He's now. sports. Yeah, that's <laughs> uh, is you just kind of moved into Michigan. We did, did is if anyone remembers the first podcast we talked about uh, my love for Michigan uh, basketball is what started, started my Michigan. Well, I heard you talk about the documentary. Pull the tape. I didn't know that you also liked. No, I started. I liked Michigan basketball first. I did not know. That's that. what got okay. me into Michigan football. But um, they lost, and everybody said they would. But I am the kind of person that when I'm in the middle of a run like that, I'll listen to. I'll be logical to a point, and then I will die on sour grapes. And um, as well as I'm not going to listen to anything I consider uh, naysaying. Uh, even though they told me that Tennessee was a, played better than us and we just barely got out with our lives, that we had nothing going on in the offensive boards and no power, which these guys told me all day, and that we lived and died by the three. Well, we died by it, and Damn now sure. we're out of it. And the Final Four now consists – if you guys, got, you guys have something to add, I'd like to hear anything you have. I think Michigan is not a very good basketball team. Uh, they got beat by a better team. Uh, Kentucky Wildcats, seasoned, experienced. Just playing really great basketball. Seasoned and experienced. <laughs> Who's left? <laughs> Who's left in the four? Who do we have? It's basically Kentucky high school, but uh, which they're not seasoned experience. So the, the the Michigan game, Michigan should have won that game. Uh, they they gave it away. They got their asses kicked on the they boards repeatedly over and over again. Played still t- still could have won the game. And then just decided to play just awful basketball in the last minute of the game. So is it coaching? Problem, you think. And a leadership. Problem. It was a it was it was a global I think problem, but the coaching was really terrible, and like the way that they misused the clock was just I think egregious. Um, just, I, just bad mistakes. Yeah, bad. Like not even and, not counting and, possessions. And against, they against were. a team of dudes who are all never going to play another college game after this month. Mm. Um, Poitras is not going to come back. Randall should not come back because he's fucking. <laughs> What was that? It's a I'm shooting curious. star, dude. Oh, yeah. is that is, is Poitras a shooting star? <laughs> that's what I'm, that's that my prediction. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So anyway, that that was a sad game. I wish Kentucky had lost. Nobody wants to see those guys win. Uh, but they so did. the final Again, four teams are who? So the final four is Florida? University of Florida, Wisconsin, the Gators, uh, playing Gator. UConn uh, on one side of the bracket, and then the other side of the bracket is Wisconsin mm-hmm. um, and the Kentucky Wildcats. The Kentucky Wildcats. So the Kentucky Wildcats are on their way to knocking another Big Ten school out of the tournament. Um, I like <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> what happened to your favorite team, the Hummingbirds? Which one were those? Uh, the Hummingbirds. Yeah. Uh, a great team from Savannah State. Uh, <laughs> That's Savannah, I, Georgia. Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> Savannah, Georgia. Hmm? So, I mean, where's, that, where's Savannah State at? I have no idea. It's got to be Georgia. Georgia. I don't think that's a real school. I just, I'm pretty sure it's maybe. I'm not sure. Savannah State sure is definitely a Savannah State is definitely show up for this. I'm sure that it's a school, but I don't think their mascot Wichita, is Wichita, 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 Wichita. Wichita State. Uh, don't even know their mascot. The the Wichita the, State underdogs, I think. Yeah. Uh, What's their name? The Minuscules. <laughs> um, Your favorite team. <laughs> I, I fixed that on David. It was not his favorite team, but he, he, did, he, he got on their bandwagon a little bit. They were they were undefeated. A bit he wrote it to bit. be to be fair to them. They lost to the same team that just beat Michigan, um, mm. and it's not like they got their asses whipped by Kentucky. Uh, they had the same problem that Michigan did, and that every other team that's played them had, and that's that they don't have six, six, du- six, six dudes who are going to be drafted, <laughs> uh, who are all six foot seven uh, or bigger. That's right. a, it's right. a tough team. Kentucky is a really tough team for any college team to beat because there are very few talented large men. Mm-hmm. Playing college basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we have. I mean, I, we start at center. Uh, we don't. So we don't without Kentucky, very likely yesterday would have been Michigan versus Wichita State. So do you think Kentucky's going to take it? No, I don't know if they're going to beat Wisconsin. They're certainly not going to beat Florida. The, Wisconsin just a, uh, a more well-rounded team. Um, I think you could say that about any team in the um, that's been against them in the tournament. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I. I, I I think eventually luck runs out. Kentucky won yesterday with some just ill-advised three-pointers that went in. They shot, I think, sixty yeah. percent from the three-point line. It was and a well-done shot. None of, the, none of those shots that they, none of the three-pointers they made were in rhythm, coming off a of play, looking for an open man. It was a dude dribbling the ball around for ten seconds yep. and jacking a three. And sometimes those go in. Foot. A lot of times those yeah. those don't go in. Uh, and without even half of those, they got beat pretty badly yesterday. So. Yeah. It's so, uh, they they I can't imagine they're going to beat Florida. They may not beat Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Who knows? With hindsight, what do we think about like the Big Ten as the uh, and the way they performed in the tournament? Probably the fifth best conference in the fifth in the, best in conference. The who who is? <laughs> can you tell me about the team? Yeah, can you tell the, me about the teams before the, it? the Big Twelve? Obviously, uh, a top to bottom better conference. Who uh, just fell flat on their face? Fell flat. Didn't even show up in this in the. Uh, they also got put into some tough brackets, some tough matchups. They did. Their, their NIT brackets were really tough. <laughs> I looked at those. Um, the the ACC is obviously better. The the Pac-10 is obviously better. They call, them, call themselves the Pac-10 still. Maybe the Pac-12 or the Pac-16 these days. Uh, the Mid-America Conference, uh, really tough conference. I agree. You're right. Uh, and <laughs> <laughs> you can never discount the sub <laughs> So they're gone, and I'm sorry for that. And and we're gonna have to wait until for me to run my mouth about a team and be um, an objective until September when that all starts brand new over again and you got to get to hear that. What's the name of that team again? That you're uh... we're talking about the Michigan Wolverines. Oh okay, yeah, and the Kentucky Wildcats. What about? Oh, I thought you were talking about the San Francisco Forty ers <laughs> Come on, look out. <laughs> Everybody piling on Ralph Mouth here. Ralph, <laughs> and he likes True Detective, you know. I, mean, I know. He's got a judgment. I, and I also you know. drink ham. So, anyway, <laughs> the University of Florida is going to win the tournament this this coming weekend. Uh, can't imagine it's going to be anybody else. Probably shouldn't even play the last two games. It really makes no difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they've won something like 30 games in a row. Uh, Holy shit. They're, they're a pretty solid basketball team. Although, I think their last loss. The season may have been to the University of Connecticut, who they're playing, but that was a much different team playing much different basketball. UConn. Anything else to talk about on college basketball, guys? There will be much more. Oh, I just break a branch to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I got one more thing uh, on the uh, that topic: the the um, the riot in Tucson. Uh, we just watched a couple vids from that and. Uh, <laughs> 
Wow. Uh, obviously, tear it, gas, firecrackers. T- yeah, it turned it was a great into great game. Apparently, yeah, it was. It, it was a great one. It kind of, it kind of <laughs> didn't go um, Arizona University of Arizona's way or Arizona University's way, however you want to put it. But uh, then it turned into quickly uh, riots and uh, Broasic Park. As, uh, experience broadkill, broadkill, broadkill. Maybe that was probably more accurate yeah. by the end of the night. That's probably the better way. That's probably a better way to put it. That's probably a better way to put it. The, kid, the kids funneled out into the street, and they um, had some choice words for the uh, University of Wisconsin Badgers, as well as uh, police officers. Police officers. Yeah. Yeah, where it did really they get... didn't look like there was any anger in their riot, though, which I, I think it was their more just... Yeah, I don't think their heart was in it. I think they just got excited. I think... Okay, <laughs> what? They, How many they, opportunities then, do you have to riot? They're like, we could riot well, right they broke, now. They had they fireworks. Did, where I'll put they this on fireworks Twitter, this time of year? They broke... Like, it is Arizona. Oh, right. Yeah, I guess. They broke do, they, the, do they have rules against... What are you going to do? Start a fire in the desert? Burn down the cacti? I think what they called it was... <laughs> was a, was a, and, and we can I'm sure this is gonna um, insinuate and uh, um, infuriate a lot but it was called, I think it's called unlawful um, congregation is that what it's called is that what they, they that's sex with a goat loitering loitering yeah but loitering. there's a very like there's a sp- specific term for it and, and that's what for the kids were breaking unlawful loitering that's why they were they, they it's were not sh- rioting shooting the pepper uh which I didn't know they used. They don't use the beanbags anymore. What they use now is these... Um, they threw sort of beer bottles at the cops and put fireworks under their car. And it's not called a riot? I, they call it something different. I'm sorry. I, no, I, I'm not up on my jargon. Good job, white kids. <laughs> Keep going to college. <laughs> so anyway, in the, I paid the video. <laughs> I hate the video. Sorry. The, just, the best yeah. video of the riots, just in case anyone wants to look at this, is someone getting run over... Who is not participating in the riot by a police officer for no reason? Mm-hmm. Uh, just strolling along, trying to find her car in the middle of a riot, as you do. You just walk through riots to find your cars. Good job, white people. Cops, <laughs> cops floored her into a, a bench and mm-hmm. then just walked away. Just probably like just bragged about it the next day. Mm-hmm. Put a really good well, shoulder. Well, she was neutralized. Why didn't you just walk away? At that point? <laughs> Put a really good shoulder into a tiny. <laughs> I don't know what you do. How do you neutralize people? <laughs> did they did they tear gas for effects? <laughs> you get <a> good neutralized. <laughs> I broke my iPhone. <laughs> don't so, taser me, bro. So that went down. I the kids at AU. I don't know. Maybe you guys need to reel it in a bit. I mean, jeez, meth is really big there. It yeah. is. Yeah. Well, I, and I, I spoke about this. Um, I won't speak at length about this, but like I spoke about this with somebody else the other day. And why would it be so big? Because you have these concentrations of. Of people like in the Phoenix area or maybe the Tucson area, and then you just have nothing. Mm-hmm. You literally have mm-hmm. nothing. So I mean, there is there is an admit, I think they made a show about this um, about like some teacher in the Southwest, but I can't remember yeah, who uh, some shitty show. maybe lost his job. But you have these immense um, rural areas where it's just it's so easy. There's there's no one mining the store, mm-hmm. and you just cook as much meth as you like. <laughs> Arizona sucks, and that's what's going on. And we discuss this at great length. Arizona's the worst. All right. Well, no one likes Arizona. <laughs> Moving on, um, and to talk about uh, incendiary events, uh, Ray Rice of Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Ray, oh, <laughs> Ray Rice ain't nothing nice. He uh, apparently dragged his uh, wife to be at that point out right. of an elevator. This and, is the courting process. Yeah. <laughs> And gave her gave her a pretty sound uppercut. I heard. Not knocked her unconscious. Um, dragged her off of an elevator unconscious. In a sack. Maybe maybe choking her. Maybe not. Uh, <laughs> and then and then the day after he was given uh, third degree assault charges for knocking his wife unconscious in a casino. Uh, he he married her. Uh, they are they're now married, uh, possibly so she doesn't have to testify him uh, Kobe. against a trial. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Maybe maybe they really do love each other. Uh, who knows? Some people show their love in strange ways. Uh, I don't know if there's anything else to say about that. But Ray Rice. Oh, I just wanted to bring. Up, I think it's an interesting yeah. one. And, and fuck Ray Rice. Yeah. Fuck He's Ray probably Rice. From, is he from Arizona? I think he is. He's from Juneau, Alaska. 
That's Where's just like that's the cold Arizona. <laughs> it's the same thing. They're really in the mess there. That was a joke I was telling. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so another off-topic, uh, on-topic sort of. Hey, Vince Carter. What's, uh, what's, what's this VC? guy up to now? DC wants to come back to the the Mavs. Thinks he deserves yeah. to come back to the. Mavs. What do you think of his chances for six man? He beat. Uh, he beat LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> he, beat, <laughs> he beat LeBron James in a dunk contest two nights ago. Ooh. If anyone saw that, a dunk contest. It was a virtual. It was a virtual sports center Ikea. dunk. Who was yeah, filling I'm in using, for LeBron James? That, okay, a virtual sports center dunk contest and taking the best the double bump of, of, of their of night their careers. Their night. Oh, just the night. Just the night. Just His night. double pump happened mm-hmm. to um, best King James's. Which hey, cheers. Uh, to uh, LeBron James, excuse me, Vince Carter. Oh, mm-hmm. oh. I see. Ooh, ooh, uh, ooh, that hurts. <laughs> and we were going to talk um, money and professional sports and beyond. I think um, D and Yeti have a bit about that. We were talking about Miggy Cabrera, Kobe, a little bit. And um, you guys got that bit. So, starting off, uh, Miggy got the biggest contract in sports history, I think worldwide, according to our um, two-minute Google search results. Um, but he got a contract extension for $248 million, on top of the $44 million that he had before, so that totals $292 million for 10 years of performance. Miggy is the best hitter in baseball and worth a lot of money, but... He's also 31 years old. He is not worth that much money because everything that's ever happened to any athlete in their 30s is going to happen to Miggy. He's overweight. He's got a drinking problem. <laughs> he, no, this is this has been on the books. They just kind of covered it up after after a while. Well, if you were making um, that much money. And you know, the basically the the word was after that happened was it's Detroit being Detroit. Um, Detroit's owner is 84 years old and is the new Steinbrenner of the league, who will lock down anything that he can have. Now, don't get me wrong, Miggy is not an A Rod. He's not admitting to doing PDs in Texas and then getting signed for 10 years and some ridiculous amount of money. 275 million. 275. He's the second. Yeah, he's wow. the second overall yeah. of all sports, not just baseball. That is that's a huge loss. And um, yeah, and on that, uh, A Rod, they just changed the rules in the MLB that any player suspended for uh, for uh, PUDs will now not uh, receive any pay for that. So the team keeps the money. All because of that A Rod contract and what became of that Barry Bonds, yada yada yada. But um, okay, so why did Miggy get this? He ten seasons uh, that he's played the, the last ten seasons, he has a three twenty four batting average, thirty five homers, one hundred twenty RBIs, one hundred ninety one hits. That's what he averages every season. He's incredible. Mm, yeah, as a hitter, as a hitter. The problem that I have with this contract is that as you age, the hitting is going to go away. The value defensively is not there. He is not a good third baseman. He's an okay first baseman, which is where they should have put him back on. And overall, in the overall package, he's this is really just going to be Detroit's burden to bear. They, If they get a World Series, it's going to happen in the next two years, maybe three, and then there's going to be a long drought where all the taxpayers are paying for that. Like they have much... Well, ba- I mean, baseball free... It's just it's the worst contract um, because because in baseball free agency, it, it, I, I think it may deplete teams quicker than any. Like it mm-hmm. seems like the the scrambling and I mean look at the Texas Rangers, which I didn't discuss earlier, but like they I uh, new name on the field um, and new eleven new players on the uh, roster. And, yeah. Like, when they blow something up, they really blow something up, yep. and, and 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 furthermore, like the the residual just eroding of a team is so much quicker. Yep, and, and that, like you said, two two years maybe, like, two years maybe out of McGee after this that we're going to see anything like what he's been doing for the past ten, and then they're going to have eight years to live with. And this this is what got me: they had two years left on his contract to decide on whether or not to sign him for a long contract after that. Now, you should never sign a hitter that long, ever, but they had the time. They had two years. This this guy was not going to free agency. He had the time to sit and wait and make this decision. He didn't do it. 
But this all leads to the wider topic that we were trying to cover for all of us here, not just baseball, which is like, you know, salary caps and and money in the sport. I mean, we're talking about Kobe, who is a completely worthless piece of shit. Um, very Ray Rice-like, actually. Well, um, <laughs> and Kobe Bryant is great at basketball. Uh, he doesn't get paid a lot of money to be a great person. Uh, neither does Ray Rice. Yeah. But okay. to say that Kobe Bryant's contract is unwarranted is... Uh, False. At this stage, yeah. well, he's, what, what, what he's been hurt this year, uh, certainly, but he's Kobe Bryant. They know the Lakers are going nowhere through until. Well, Kobe's give him a retirement somewhere. plan and then see him off. This is the sell like, tickets I mean, for the next few years until he's gone. It certainly is. Yeah, I, which they'll make more money that way. They're not going to get any championships. But. Typically, I'm used to people paying for players to be competitive. You're right. Well, well, <laughs> you're Kobe right. Because at this point, it's going to be like, like it's going to be a farewell tour, like. It, Absolutely. Essentially the same way that you would look at the way uh, Michael Jordan was in the last, um, in, in the Washington Wizards days, where it's like, hey, you know, maybe we're not competing, but at least it's going gonna, it's gonna to fill seats. Anywhere we're going, it'll fill seats. It will. And if they know Kobe Bryant, once he announces he will, he's going to retire after a season, which, I mean, logically either comes after this season or the next of these, this contract... It's definitely going to be the kind of situation where every seat will be filled to see him in, and on the on the road as well. Sometimes you got to Jerry Jones it. I guess that's it, but I don't know. Plus it. But uh, you know, on, on Miggy though, this is one more factoid that I have to say that is interesting. Um, the only person past age thirty three, the only six people past age thirty three that have justified their means uh, as far as the money spent on them: Barry Bonds, PD, Babe Ruth, Willie Mays. Honus Wagner, Hank Aaron, and Tris Speaker. Barry Bonds, you could probably excise from that list because, I mean, his head swolled past like two times the size of Mickey Rourke's in the last like four seasons that he played. Well, where are you so, going to put all that money? Yeah. I mean, it. it but anyway, so yeah, the, those are the only people in baseball that actually lived up to any kind of amount of money. And even then, that's what Barry Bonds got paid is probably a third of what an average player gets uh, an average good player gets paid now these days and that was only eight years ago but anyways I mean uh, if you guys have anything is else there, to... is there a problem with paying these guys a shitload of money like why can't you pay these guys a you will of money break the to? team's budget Detroit is not the New York Yankees and no well, no right, you can't right now they you are because they have an old ass owner with a shitload of money who desperately wants to win a world series before he dies and he's been trying uh, to and so if he wants to spend all the fortune that he has to overpay a bunch of dudes who are going to be playing for the team after he dies, most likely, uh, I mean, is there is there a problem with buying well, a championship? Well, yeah. In, in Miami Heat bought a championship. Everybody loves they it. Did, they did buy a championship. That's correct. And But when LeBron and Wade leave, then what's left? A team that has fans all over the country now. They uh, have fans. Some, some, of, some cachet that can attract additional Well, are we talking about selling tickets or being competitive? Uh, I mean, because that's in, a totally especially different thing. in the NBA. And the, the Yankees sell a lot of tickets baseball. every year. You you attract free agents. You attract great players uh, by having great players and a track record of winning. That's why the Boston Celtics, and Los Angeles Lakers are always good basketball teams mm-hmm. because they always have new good players who want to come you play for their team. Uh, nobody wanted to go play for Miami uh, until they mm-hmm. bought a championship and bought great players. No, I, everybody I would, wants to play for Miami. I they, would, they get great yeah. free agents every year. They don't get stars, but they get really solid, exactly what they need pieces every year because they bought the big names. Uh, I, I would say that that might apply for classic names who are kind of already there, like the Yanks or the Dodgers, you know, teams. Large markets. Exactly. Like they, well, they, what about the Rangers who were a laughing stock for decades mm-hmm. and bought their way into prominence yes uh, yeah they, have they, a lot they of did money. the same thing they th- started throwing money around brought in some good players and those good players attracted other good players the difference the difference between say someone like detroit or the los angeles angels versus the rangers is that the rangers is act they have a good farm system um second best in the league right now and they're producing young talent all the time that are not only good trade chips but they're also good for the team so whenever we need something whether it be a trade or we need um, to put somebody in the field, we have those guys. Um, whereas Detroit, they're only they only have four guaranteed players that are playing that are going to play past the the twenty fifteen season, including Miguel Cabrera. 
those four players are good players. It's Justin Verlander um, and Ian Kinsler, Miggy, and I can't remember the fourth. Well, are they but are they a favorite to potentially win the World Series this year? Are they in the conversation? They have been for the last five, and they will continue to be for the next two or three, I would say. So again, but what what does that dude care? The, the he doesn't. He's going to die. But, he's yeah, he's going to die mean, and wants to win before he leaves. So well, if he I were, wants to do that, yeah. is there a problem with ruining the term, team long term? It's his team. Yeah, it is his team. I mean, but again, you know, I, I would say, what what are we arguing from? Am I argue, I'm arguing from a Detroit fan's perspective. I would like to see longevity and always be competitive. I don't know. Because I, I would, think that I would it's like possible. to win a championship. I mean, I'm happy with the Mavericks winning one championship. They don't have to win another one for a couple more decades. They yeah. won one. Uh, it would be nice if they won more, but, but one championship's better than never, ever seeing a championship, which is what Detroit's prospects were. Yeah, before they started throwing money around. When was the last time they won a championship? The seventies, in the eighties. I just eighties. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's been a really long time. Uh, but they've been to they've they've been to the ALDS, they've been to the ALCS, and they've been to the World yeah, Series. None of that matters. Multiple times since not, signing the Gilbert. It's not Carrera. winning a championship. You're not the best team in the league. It's not. And if you're not it's the not. New York, if you're if you're a fan of the New York Yankees, then you don't care about any of that stuff. And mm-hmm. you know you know you're going to have another chance at a title uh, yeah. if you don't get it this year. But a team like the Detroit uh, Tigers, they probably realistically after this stretch are going to go another few decades without having anything no so doubt I mean okay so fucking money to win one so from the owner's perspective he's doing exactly what he should do because that's what he cares about from the fans perspective they should be worried about it from players being attracted to Detroit if they dry up which they will when they're paying off Miggy and the other three players that they picked up huge contracts for for no reason including Justin Verlander who has the biggest contract uh, as a pitcher in the MLB he got 175 million dollars for five years you could buy downtown it's, Detroit with that. You could buy all of Detroit <laughs> and all of its suburbs for Merlander's contract. Miggy's, you could buy the, whatever the next cities are. I don't know, but you could probably buy a good part of the Midwest with that. I, I don't know. There's really no problem with it because that's just the sport. I mean, but um, what what I'm complaining about is the the value of one player, which, again, brings us back to salary caps. I mean, you guys are big fans of sports that have salary caps. They have... To a certain point, right? There, there's right. taxes in basketball, but are there no like hard caps at all? No, the hard you pay the tax after the hard cap, I believe, in basketball. Um, so you have the hard cap, but you can you, you can go past that. You can you can go past the hard cap. It's um, exponential. You, every you pay you pay an, enough taxes to the point where it essentially is a a firm cap. Even Mark Cuban will not spend past it. Uh, because it's too much money, it, mm-hmm. it becomes a point where you're paying like literally multiple times your contract. You're losing your future for the team. Right. Right? Well, not just the future, but you're also like you're you're turning your team into um, a money sucking endeavor, which is not the purpose of owning a professional team. Sure. Um, but at the same time, I think you actually there are some limits in what you can sign in basketball, even if you wanted to. Yeah. Uh, I think the Nets have run into that where they actually have because they've spent so much money and they have a Russian billionaire who doesn't care about mm-hmm. the luxury tax, I think they a still billion. are limited in what contracts they can offer players mm-hmm. because they're past the cap. So you can sign some players, but you have to use... You have, you're limited in how much you can give them because you're over the salary cap. So they can't just say, hey, I'm going to max level every single person mm-hmm. uh, because they're in they're <clears> place <throat> to prevent that. I see. Yeah. But there are a lot of different things to change that like bird rights and things where right. if you're players on your team for over like four years you have bird rights so you can offer them more than anyone else in the league so that that can happen with multiple people do you do you, um i've always dreamed of a sport that has all the money is is taken and distributed amongst the teams evenly mm. if you even had the mm-hmm. money i mean socialism of sports i guess but mm-hmm. you could have it where you had a central money pool Everybody gets the exact same amount. So if the Yankees sell more jerseys this year than the Marlins, then so be it. doesn't matter. It's for the sport. And then what matters is the smarts of the the coaches, the front office, the players to actually win the sport. I mean, do you guys, have you ever thought about this? Mm -hmm. It's an interesting concept. I I think the biggest problem with that is that the reason why professional sports are so big, um, Mm -hmm. and they weren't really that big, for most of American history, uh, the, the past the leagues, thirty years, the leagues, the leagues were there, but they weren't what they are today. Is because you can make a shitload of money running 
mm-hmm. a sports franchise. It's true. Uh, it's one of the best investments you can make if you happen to have a billion dollars laying around. Right. Uh, and especially if you're the NFL and you're, and you're a non-profit. Right. <laughs> uh, if, if, if you have that going for you, it's even better. But the, the idea is that these guys come in and spend a shitload of money, except for guys like the Russian oligarch who doesn't care about money and just wants to buy a basketball team. Mm-hmm. They're making an investment, and if they have to share the profits um, for their investment, they're not going to do it. And the quality of the league is going to diminish rapidly because there isn't hundreds of million dollars being pushed into it uh, mm. to make rich people more money. That's why everything happens. Rich people are making money. That's why we talk about professional sports. That's why we watch professional sports because rich people want to make money. But what if, what if, uh, okay, so when I, when I said like the socialism of, or, you know, like a socialistic structure, that would only exist within the league. The, the Russian oligarch can still sell all the jerseys he wants. He can still take all the TV rights that he wants, but only certain, but a certain <clears throat> part of his, his proceedings goes to other teams, depending on well, how well he does. Well, so would there not be any Doesn't any something like there? that already exist in baseball? Am I mistaken on that? I thought there was already a revenue share um, specifically for big teams. No, no. The, the, right now, the only thing that exists is a luxury tax, which I believe does not go up exponentially per player. It's just a per player, per player tax that's capped. So a team like the Yankees or the Dodgers, they go, who gives a shit? The Angels say, who gives a shit? Everybody just spends all their money all at once, and if they want to or they don't that year. But yeah, no, there is revenue sharing in the MLB. Um, but what's the pers- so every every team in the majors pays thirty one percent of their net local revenue, um, and then that money is divided up and equally distributed to every team. Right, but net local revenue doesn't apply to all of the stations that that those teams go on. So right. if they go to Fox Sports Southwest, like the Rangers did, they get that money purely. Right. So the the, the money that they get from TX twenty one in Dallas. That is nothing. Like that's not even worth mentioning. And then but. the MLB also redistributes all of their national broadcasting rights, all that stuff. All of that money goes into a pool that is then redistributed. Right. But and again, and in two thousand sixteen, the top fifteen teams um, in revenue are no longer going to be included in the revenue share. Mm-hmm. So all the money is going to go to the smallest, poorest teams. That's true. But yeah, and they will. I know. I I know that that's coming in. But again. The way that they've subverted that is that they have cable channels that they've bought. So Fox Sports Southwest, the Yes Network, which is Yankee Entertainment Sports or some shit like that. They, <laughs> no. They've already they've already gone around this, and it's not a local what does, channel. What anymore. does Yes stand for? Yankee Entertainment Center <laughs> Center with an S. <laughs> Center with an S. If you like Yankee, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, so they've already they've already gone around that, and the reason that all the teams have become so rich lately is because. They have sold all of their team to their rights to big cable channels. So DirecTV owns the Rangers or whatever, like they're a portion of the Rangers. But so it, it still doesn't apply in the same way. I don't think that it would say like football or basketball. And so do you, I think I, I think we're getting close to wrapping up here, and um, we need to. We got a few things we need to go over. I just I just this just came in. We got to we have to apologize. Um, so, I just got this, this this bit of numbers. Since the winning streak started for the Spurs, um, which continued tonight, they lead the NBA in offensive efficiency, defensive efficiency, point scored, point differential, which for anybody that's listening that doesn't know, that means how many points they score versus their opponent per game. Um, field goal percentage, three-point percentage, um, assist turnover ratio, blocks, and defensive rebounds. Um, that's across the whole NBA. That's incredible. That's uh, just... It's really difficult to. I I just don't even know what to think of this. I don't know if they ever finished the season this strong. Uh, it'd be interesting to look that up. But... Well, and that's their and that's their trouble. Their forte is to literally come on strong at the end. Um, so, quick hits. Um, I see. Um, you get the Mavs guys, the um, the basketball guys over here, Yeti and uh, Dainty David Colby. What are your keys on the Mavericks going forward into the playoffs? And uh, I think they're probably pretty easy, but I'd like to hear if you got anything. Keys for the Mavs in general? 
going forward to try and get to the playoffs. Always rebounding. Like, if you're talking about one thing we can change most of all and uh, getting to the foul line and controlling the pace of the game. Uh, but we just got to really watch the Memphis and uh, Phoenix in the last 10 games of the year and see how we face each other. We don't have this, that many hard straight. Uh, we don't have that hard of a streak. We just have to win our home games for sure. We have one against the Spurs. That would be a big one. You got anything to add to that, Dave? We're not going to beat the Spurs. Uh, so that means we can really – we have, I, I believe, uh, eight games left in the season. Uh, we probably need to win six of those to guarantee a spot in the uh, playoffs. One of those losses is almost certainly going to come from the Spurs. Uh, we just talked about how well the Spurs are playing. Yeah. The Mavs, the Mavs are not that good of a team. Uh, they're going to lose to the Spurs. So they have to uh, win all but one of their other games – Especially, they have to beat Phoenix and they have to beat Memphis. If they lose either those of those games, wins. they're probably Both out of sales. And quick hit: in, uh, What do you got on the NCA? Uh, who you who you picked? Obviously, NCA uh, um, Florida. Florida. Yeah. And I know you're a big uh, Kentucky fan. Uh, what are they going to do? <laughs> do, they, do they go? Do they go and play? Florida? I, I, I think I think the uh, the final is going to be Florida versus Wisconsin. With uh, Florida, who takes it? Who takes if, it? If 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 it's Florida versus Kentucky. Um, we should all keep in mind that Florida has beaten Kentucky three times this season, and twice, I think, they beat them by 20 points, including running them out of the gym at Rupp, uh, which is really, really uncommon. I want... You don't watch College of Basketball, correct, I don't, Yeti? No. Okay, so I want Dandy David, and I want Ralph Mouth to pick one of the two. And so, then I the want four? consequences for the winner, and I've got one for you, but go ahead and pick one. For the, the winner of the... The winner of the whole championship. Florida, of course. Florida? What do you, did you say Florida? I'll take the Badgers. Bo Ryan and the Badgers. Bo Ryan. Okay. So, but, but this is assuming they get to the championship. Anyways, I say that the loser chugs a hams on air. Why wouldn't the winner get a dare. chug a hams? Wait, Barry Bonds. That's not a dare. Right? <laughs> Barry Sanders is a hams. So, <laughs> so um, okay, so the winner gets to, <laughs> gets to chug a hams. I think it's a little slanted. <laughs> but I guess as the unofficial, official, unofficial um, sponsor of the podcast, that a ham should be the reward, not the punishment. That's yeah. true. Yeah, I don't know why you would punish them with hams. That's just. So that's you not sure a you want Florida now? Learn. <laughs> of course, yeah. <laughs> All right, so it'll be on here. We we will definitely. Do you guys agree to this? We, I agree Certainly. completely. Okay. What's the apology? Uh, we got uh, one, 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 one. Just more one go more bit before one the more. apology. One more bit, and one more bit to discuss before that. Um, We've discussed the middle of the lineup, um, Darius. We've discussed um, the things that need to be addressed with the pitching because they are Nolan bad. Ryan come back. <laughs> they are bad. Nolan Ryan's coming back. They yeah, he should, he should pitch in the pit slot. Um, what, do, you, do you have anything else to add on, on what we can do going forward um, with the Rangers? No, I, I think that they're they're still a World Series team, but there's a couple of things that have to take place. We've got to get some guys healthy. If we could get Matt Harrison and Colby Lewis for just a little bit of the season, we can we can push long enough just to get a pitcher at the trade deadline. And I wish I had done my research to see who's coming up, but I would not be surprised. Tampa Bay. Tampa oh. Bay, David Price. They He only signed a one-year contract with Tampa Bay this year. The only thing that would stop that is that Tampa Bay is kind of the favorite for the East right now. So I'm going to so go with, with Wilson... Um, for, I'm going to go with a, a, a nickname, String Bean, and uh, <laughs> I know we're both fans of him. Yeah, I, he's I, good. I just got to know him, kind of, and, and I, I can't wait to see what this guy's got to do. And we are going to be calling him String Bean. So if you see him, as well as a clarification, String Bean versus Profar. We said Miggy. We said Miggy a lot today. That is Miguel Cabrera, mm. and uh, String Bean. There is no versus. them together. They can take over the world. At least Major League Baseball. They'll start from the inside out. <laughs> So we'll come back. That's and gross. We'll talk about the apology.
All right, we've all survived, and you have arrived at our latest podcast in the last bit, and this is kind of a funny one. Um, Matt Smith's not really good at making, uh, Matty Mouth is not really good at making these uh, events, and uh, tonight, I think he was making dinner, but I, I can't recall what he said, but he said it was way more important than doing this, and I, I think we're going to talk for a second about uh, Matty Smith's diet. And exactly, <laughs> we're all out of hams, and we have some things we need to say. We need to say we're all out of hams, and I think I don't know what Matt's. Do you think he's still eating at this moment? He might be still eating at. Do you this think moment. he's on his fourth meal? Maybe. If we look he up at the be. stars, is he is he looking right? Are you? Are you? We know the answer to that. Are you a fourth? Answer that is no. I'm Matt's inside. I'm a fourth mealer sometimes too. I have a feeling he's fourth mealing at this right exact he, moment. He might be. So there's I, probably Hulu on the TV. Mm-hmm. Food on plates. Yeah. That's what's happening at Matt Smith's house right now. So did last Matt... night, last time I was there, I caught some fine programming. It was called um, "Whose Line Is It Anyway?" Who's oh, I yeah. One of my favorite shows, yeah, starring a tall Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think they ate for dinner? Um, there were fried potatoes, probably cubed. <laughs> and, <laughs> Well, Matt's really adventurous um, in the in the kitchen. Yeah, and, and uh, I'm not sure what Matt ate. Everyone was really mean to me in the last last apology. That shit was. I had a lot to apologize he left. for. He left. Matt has a lot to apologize for. He didn't come to the podcast. Don't leave. Don't he should come to the don't podcast. Leave, don't leave. Don't leave. The yep. So I apologize, Matt. And you should apologize. Yeah. Oh, some big apologies. Sorry, Matt. Sorry, also, Matt. I'm apologize sorry, Matt. for Ray Ray Rice. I apologize. Don't Sean. uppercut your girlfriend. Don't don't uppercut, uh, don't uppercut your girlfriend. <laughs> don't marry any person you uppercutted. A big sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. That was a weak sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah. Now all the chicks.